Hello, and welcome back. In the last three sessions, we covered the essential material on the task of establishing the context for your audience. To engage and move people, they must believe you understand their world, their reality, their context. And sometimes, they need to be alerted to otherwise unknown or unrecognized factors in their reality. Your job, perhaps your talent or your value, is to call out those factors that must be acknowledged and understood to truly understand the context. Context is shaped by a combination of factors. Your capacity to describe the defining factors and what that combination amounts to, this is what sets your communication up for success. So, uh, we've got a challenging market and we've got a great product. We have genuine first mover advantage, but the sales team is understaffed. Context communicated effectively is like a, a problem statement begging for resolution. The audience should be emotionally engaged, viscerally engaged. They should be uncomfortable with the status quo or excited by the potential or both. Understanding the current reality should make them itch for an alternate, better reality, hungry to hear about your vision for a more desirable future state. And then you scratch the itch, feed the hunger by proceeding to describe the aim. The aim is what you want to achieve, that to which you aspire. It describes your ambition, the goal you seek to attain. Lots of A words. Did we land on aim because it had the fewest letters? No. It's because there is something active about aiming for something. The aim describes the most desirable future state that can be achieved through decisive action, given the context. There are other words that are generally interchangeable. It is the vision. This is what I see as the most desirable future state. It describes the outcome or the objectives. You know, these are the things that we must achieve. It describes the destination. You know, this is where we need to be. It's not an ambit wish. It's not fanciful. It's something that can reasonably be expected to be achieved given the people involved, the time and the resources that are available. Your articulation of aim should be easy enough for your audience to follow. There should be a plausible relationship between the context and the aim. The aim addresses the needs and opportunities of the context. In some cases, context and aim are antithetical. The context is the present, the aim is the future. Context is what we have, the aim is what we want. If the context is, okay, we've got a challenging market, and we've got a great product. Uh, we have genuine first mover advantage, but the sales team is understaffed. Our aim is to have a team who can take this product to market so that we maximize our first mover advantage. If the context is sales are declining, our aim is to turn that around. If the context is we don't know why our sales are declining, our aim is to find out why sales are declining. If the context is, we are not prepared for the bushfire season, our aim is to be prepared. If the context is, the leadership team is fragmented, there's no unity, as a group we're inconsistent and indecisive, and this is demoralizing the workforce, our aim is to have a united, cohesive, decisive, and inspiring team. Remember, articulating context isn't always about identifying a deficit. If the context is, 
we have an outstanding value proposition, our people are capable and committed and ambitious, our aim is to be number one in the world. In these examples, are you able to see the change in energy as you switch between context and aim? Remember, I'm not suggesting that you become fixated on the sound of your voice. Communication is action. The actions you play when establishing context are different to the actions that you play when you describe the aim. Context is about confirming what is, this is what we've got, this is the reality. The aim is about describing what could be. This is what we could have. This is what is possible. People who are effective at describing the aim are considered visionaries. They have a vision for the future. And this can have a powerful effect on the audience. Are you interested in building a reputation as a visionary? Or are you more interested in being one? Actually, you don't need to choose between one or the other. So many of the people that I work with one-to-one, -one, it's clear they do have a vision for their project or their company or their industry or for the nation. They know what the future could be or should be. The struggle is about organising their thought process. They don't hold the tension between the way things are and the way things could be. They often jump to describing what they think should be done before sharing their vision. There is tension between context and aim. The stronger that tension, the more engaged and compelling is the communication. Again and again, I find the power of the presentation or the pitch lifts when the speaker gives themselves the license to describe what they believe can be achieved. But knowing what's possible is not enough. Not if you want others to share your conviction to make it happen. You'll need to provide a good reason and gain commitment to decisive action. But to let your audience know what the future holds, get good at describing the future state you're aiming to achieve in terms that resonate with your audience so that they understand and believe it is possible. It could be a number. We can lift earnings to 500 million. It could be a position in the hierarchy. We will be number one. It could be about people. Zero harm. At the end of the day, everyone goes home to their family safe. And that's an aim worth achieving. The action learning exercise will give you the opportunity to practice connecting context with a compelling and inspirational aim. Again, the early examples might seem too obvious. Challenge yourself by thinking about how you could translate some of these general examples into specific business improvement scenarios that you could work with in your context. Bye for now.